Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Cosmos, Cosmos Space-Time Odyssey, and Cosmos Possible Worlds. Cosmos episode 13, the series finale, titled Who Speaks for Earth? You know, I'm going to be honest, this episode's a bit underwhelming. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's good, I like this episode, and you're going to hear me praise it more than I don't, you're going to hear me praising more than I criticize, but as a whole, I feel like, I feel like this is not the tight final episode that this show deserves. I feel like this is not on the level that Cosmos deserves to end on. Uh, And let me be clear, like, When it's good, it's real good. Like, the best things, elements about this episode are freaking spectacular. Like, when this episode is at its best, it's freaking amazing. But, honestly, like, it just kind of doesn't really stick the landing in my mind. Like, let me put it this way. This episode would have been a perfect 45 minutes. If it was a 45-minute episode... It would have been absolutely spectacular. But it's a full hour. And I think that extra 15 minutes kind of kills it. I think that extra 15 minutes does much more harm than good. I'll just say that. Uh, But anyway... We'll start right off and start with the stuff that's actually amazing. Start with the stuff that's actually freaking fantastic. Uh, They start off with Carl Sagan telling a story of uh, basically first contacts of the past uh, with uh, a tribe in Alaska meeting a French exploration vessel and then thinking it was like a bird god. Uh, But then they actually look closer, and they're like, oh, no, this is some man-made ship that's indistinguishable from magic. Uh, 
to us because we have primitive technology. And then, like, luckily these this specific French exploration team was under strict orders to meet any people they met on their circumnavigation of the globe uh, with respect. So, like, they just... They talked, they had a good time, it was a good meeting, no one can complain. And then Carl Sagan immediately juxtaposes this with Spanish conquistadors who literally showed up and murdered everybody, destroying an entire civilization anywhere they go. And then, off the back of these two very well-told stories... Carl Sagan then takes us to present day, or rather 1980, because this came out in 1980. And talks about how that society at that point is at a critical moment where we now have to make a similar choice. Will we destroy ourselves and destroy our society, or will we survive and flourish? If you haven't figured it out based on the fact that this came out in 1980, this is the bit of the episode where Carl Sagan speaks directly to Cold War hysteria uh, and talks about the very, very real possibility back then of full-blown nuclear war. And... Oh my god, one of the best sequences in all of Cosmos is Carl Sagan recounting his dream of visiting another world. Look at that, there's lights and everything, it definitely has life, and then poof, all the lights are gone, the society is gone, he looks at the uh, Book of Worlds and sees that this society has been wiped out. And then he longs for the Earth. And so he goes back to Earth. And you have all these television broadcasts coming at him at light speed. And then eventually they stop. All at once. And then he goes to Earth and sees that the same fate has befallen the Earth. And the Earth has destroyed itself with nuclear war. Humans have destroyed ourselves with nuclear war. And he has this, like, lingering dread of, like, there are no more humans, no descendants to look up and be proud of us. Like, nothing to carry on our legacy. It's just all, like, the long, long history of humanity is just over. And, oh my god, this sequence is terrifying. It is so freaking horrific. It hits so goddamn hard. Like, just right at my soul. Like, even in 2020, way removed from the Cold War. Like, 40 years on from the airing of this show. Like, it still just hurts. It still hurts to watch. And Carl Sagan, like, they very much intentionally craft this sequence. With the intent of being as devastating as humanly possible at making people understand just how horrible the idea of an entire civilization being gone in the blink of an eye 
is. Just how gut-wrenching that is. And then Carl Sagan comes in and is bas- is literally just talking to the camera like, Hey, uh, there's a shit ton of nuclear weapons on the Earth that a bunch of countries have stockpiled over the years. And at any point, like, we have world powers just pushing the boundaries of what they're comfortable with before they'll let the nukes fly, and if we... If we stumble at all, we're all screwed. If we stumble at all, we're all dead. And those who aren't dead are going to just live long and painful lives just in complete and utter agony until the human race eventually just goes out with a whimper. Nukes. Not a good thing. And, like, it's this very earnest sequence. Like, all the gravitas just kind of falls away. And it's literally just Carl Sagan just basically, basically just begging humanity. Like, please, 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 please do better. Please do better. Do better for the love of God. And... Just emphasizing this tipping point that we are at, or or that we were at then. This precarious tipping point of just like, we don't know what's going to happen. And asking like, are we going to choose life like this French exploration team did, or death like the conquistadors did? And then, I, I love this little thing they put in. Carl Sagan then goes back to the Library of Alexandria, which we started the show holding in the highest regard. We started the show talking about how great Alexandria was and how knowledge-rich of a civilization they were and how great their library was. But then, at the very, very end, when we're talking about uh, humanity's worst impulses uh, being the engine of our destruction, we then go back and Carl Sagan's like, hey... This is the pinnacle of human knowledge. And it wasn't great. It wasn't perfect. Like, the knowledge was reserved for a select few privileged individuals. Uh, A lot of people, a a lot of people in positions of power advocated for slavery. Said there were two types of humans, Greeks and everyone else who were barbarians. Uh, There was a lot of religious zealots out there just kind of twisting people and kind of keeping people ignorant. Uh, I mean, Alexandria was literally a conquered city in Egypt. I mean, Jesus Christ, it doesn't get, uh, doesn't get more oof than that. Like, and... He then finishes the segment off by telling the story of Hypatia, one of the last scholars to work at the Library of Alexandria. To teach and research at Alexandria. She was a woman who researched there, who did work there. Uh, She was a very good physicist and whatever. And the bishop of the church really hated her. 
mainly because she was a symbol of the learning and science that was particularly associated with paganism, which the church was working people up into a frenzy over. It's why they eventually raided the Library of Alexandria and burned all that knowledge to the ground. Setting back human progress centuries. And Hypatia, while getting all these threats, while having this entire campaign against her, with her life in danger, kept going in and out, uh, kept doing her work, kept teaching, kept researching, uh, kept uh, doing stuff in her field, until one day she was mobbed and brutally murdered. Like, literally, they were, like, skinning her, like, ripping flesh from bone and all that stuff. Like, it was a brutal, brutal murder. And then not long after, uh, they set upon the Library of Alexandria and burned it to the ground, and all of this knowledge was lost for so long. Uh, A bunch of plays were just completely decimated, and we've lost those creative works forever. But it is a very, very excellent juxtaposition of, like, we start the show... We love science. Science, real good. Let's talk about how great the Library of Alexandria was. Let's talk about how great of a period that was uh, for human research. And then this last episode, we're talking about how humans can destroy ourselves. We're talking about how civilizations can crumble if we don't have the proper respect for science. Uh, if we don't have a proper respect for the natural world, uh, proper respect for knowledge and now we go back to that Alexandria era, and here's like this, 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 and this horrible thing that there was. And it shows just how we can either go the route of Alexandria and completely decimate ourselves and completely destroy human civilization and human knowledge forever, or we could choose another path. We either repeat history or forge this new path. And here's where the episode starts to fumble. Here's where the episode loses me. Because Carl Sagan then goes on a big, big, big look back through all of human history and science. And giving this whole monologue about how awesome science is. And how awesome human achievement has been. And how much potential we have. And where we could go. And oh my god, look at the history of the universe and look how incredible it is. Goes on this massive, giant monologue. Touching upon various elements that were already hit upon in the entirety of the show. It does kind of repeat itself a lot. Uh, At certain points, it felt like a straight-up clip show. I'm going to be honest with you. At certain points, the last, like, 15 to 20 minutes of this episode felt like a full-blown clip show. And it just... Like, not only is it very repetitive, and not only does it go back to, like, all these things we already covered, but it just, like, goes on too long. Like, I feel like this segment, it was, like, 15 minutes when it should have been five. Like, it went on much, much longer than it needed to. Uh, I'll admit my eyes were kind of glazing over, like, okay, okay, you made your point, you're 
your thesis is done. Let us move on from this. Uh, and it just... It fumbled at the finish line. There was a lot of great stuff in this episode. And I feel like the last, last little bit of it just kind of fell flat on its face. And it just kind of overstayed its welcome a bit. Again, this would have been a perfect 45-minute episode. But it's an hour. And that extra 15 minutes is rough. That extra 15 minutes really throws it down the drain. Uh, but overall, like I said, this is a solid episode and a solid end to a very, very good show. I really, really like this series. It is so well done, so well made. Carl Sagan is just a freaking god. One of the greatest science communicators of all time, and this show really does show why. Uh, it explores all these scientific concepts in a very fascinating way. Uh, it does a great job of making these very, very complicated processes that... Uh, have been very, very much locked to the average person, has been very much locked to people who aren't, like, super, super smart and made it accessible, made it easy to understand, made it easy to digest. Uh, it is such a beautiful celebration of the idea of knowledge, the idea of science, the idea of learning about the natural world. It makes that all so exciting, so riveting. Uh, there is definitely a level of storytelling there that is so, so compelling. Uh, Carl Sagan does an amazing job of just sort of looking for the human nature in every major scientific discovery that has ever befallen mankind. Uh, it's a brilliant warning against like, hey, human beings can very much destroy ourselves. Let's not do that. Uh, but it's just, it's, it's just such a beautifully crafted uh, show. It can get repetitive at times, and it can drag on at times. Like, it's not perfect. It does have minor issues here and there, uh, but I still really, really like it. This is a very, very good show, and I'm very, very happy we covered it. Uh, and man, one down, two to go. We still got uh, the two Tyson shows, Space Time Odyssey and Possible Worlds. And both of those, well, okay, I shouldn't say both of those. The the only one I've seen in full is Space Time Odyssey. Space Time Odyssey is great. Uh, and what I've seen of Possible Worlds, like, I only saw, like, the first couple of episodes because Nat Geo aired it back in, like, March, April, whatever of last year, and then promptly buried it. And by the time I got around to catching up, it was just scrubbed from the internet for some reason. Only recently did it just come back on, like, Disney+. Plus, uh, So I'll be watching it mostly for the first time uh, when we get around to that. But, like, Space Time Odyssey is great. What I've seen of Possible Worlds was very good. Uh, so, yeah, very excited to uh, talk about both of those. Anyway, oh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time. It feels so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, TomTom4468. Uh, believe it or not, I actually uh, I actually did a post about Cosmos. I actually did a post on my Letterbox about Cosmos. It's a little like brief, like one sentence summary of my thoughts. Uh, but yeah, if you're not following me on Letterboxd, you should. You should. I give, like, little brief thoughts on various films, and it's a lovely time. Uh, anyway, 
those those platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, TomTom4468. Uh, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that's not work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow we will be discussing Cosmos Space Time Odyssey Episode 1. Talk to you then.